I'm doing great, Brady. I will say it once again, as I said last week, probably a little bit better than the football team right now. Yeah, that is very true. And, Phil, let me ask you a question here because – I'm well-versed in watching a bad baseball team, right? When the Red Sox are out of it in July, I'm like, okay, call up the prospects and play the kids. That's not really the case in football. How are you watching the 1-5 and Patriots these days? Well, what's interesting is they might be able to do that at a couple of different positions, actually, Brady, and and I think they should. I think the priority should be to find out what you have on this team, both in terms of talent and in terms of leadership over the course of the next two months, because I think your core is sort of in question right now. Um, certainly in terms of your, uh, your veteran core, but also, you know, even the veteran core that you have that's under contract, you know, David Andrews, Dietrich Wise, Jonathan Jones, those types of guys, you know, there's, there's not a pro bowler in that group. You, you know, okay. So what's the high end talent too? And I, I think part of finding that is just saying young guys um, instead of, some of the known commodities you have that are veterans in the position group, excuse me, that I look at first and foremost when we're talking about this is receiver. You know, for me, there's no value in watching anymore Devontae Parker or Juju Smith-Schuster, who um, may or may not play this weekend. But I, you know, I, I've just got no interest in, in finding out what they are moving forward um, for this team because I don't think they are going to be able to give the team much and it's again it's not even really about right now it's about next year and so i would want to see okay what if we gave all of juju smith schuster's snaps to pop douglas you know how does that look or what if we gave all of Devonte parker's snaps to taekwon thornton or mix in a little bit of Keshawn booty if you want like that's the kind of thing that i would be interested in moving forward but then there's the other thing too which is you know who are your who are your leaders who are your program guys you know they don't have to be vocal Brady, but I think that's something that even fans, as they're watching these games, can keep an eye out for. Who's giving real effort moving forward? Who's showing real resiliency in the face of this lost season? You know, for instance, Christian Barmore, I thought, played his ass off last week. You know, this, and again, you're trying to win that game to try to salvage your season. We know what happened. But if he does that over the course of the next two months, you know, that might be a guy that I'm looking to extend this offseason. And he's got a reputation as not necessarily being the most mature individual. But if he's one of the few guys that I know is giving effort, that I know is, is laying it on the line, even though there's no hope of them doing anything in the postseason this year, that's the guy I want around. So that's the kind of thing I'm looking for. In addition to, can you get some young receivers on the field, please? Phil, we've talked a lot about the idea of of buy-in, right? We talk about it every offseason. We talk about it every time there's a coaching change. If this team checks out and guys are clearly playing for themselves and not playing hard, I think we all agree that would reflect poorly on Bill Belichick, and that would certainly hurt his chances of being back in 2024. But if Bill Belichick is able to get guys doing what Christian Barmore did last week and clearly has the attention of the locker room still, does that help save him? I, I don't think so. You know, I, I think um, if things continue to trend record-wise in the way they're trending, even if they're playing hard, Brady, it's just clear that this team's not talented enough, and that's part of Bill Belichick's job. Now, maybe you could say, well, do you just take away the GM title next year and, and keep him as head coach? I'm not sure that's something that he would be interested in, honestly, number one. Um, and it just it just poses a lot of difficult questions for me. Are you going to bring somebody in here who's going to all of a sudden be picking Bill Belichick's players and he's just not going to have a say? And is that person going to be a Belichick-related person? Because if so, then what's the point? Uh, and if it's not, then you're basically 
you're, you're firing Bill Belichick without firing him because you probably understand in your heart of hearts that he doesn't want to be part of that scenario. So that to me is the crux of the issue. It's the core problem with this team is that the roster is not good. <laughs> so I just don't think that even, even good effort, as good as that is to see, and you do want to see it. And listen, Brady, if you're Gerard Mayo and you're the next head coach of the New England Patriots, that's what I'd be looking for right now. Yeah. Right. Who, who's giving real effort? Who's being, who's doing the right things behind the scenes? Who's still doing all the weight room work that we're looking for, all the conditioning work that we're looking for, who's still showing up early, not just on time, but early and doing the extra stuff that I want my teams to do moving forward if and when I am the head coach. Uh, that's the kind of thing that I think players should be thinking about right now because even though Bill Belichick might not be their boss next year, your boss next year might be in the building and might be watching closely. So I would still be getting after it as much as I can if I'm a player on the team. Phil Perry, Pat's Insider, NBC Sports Boston, with us here as we get ready for Patriots and Bills. That game is Sunday at 1. Our coverage begins Sunday at 10 here on your home for Patriots football, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Your NBC Sports Boston uh, teammate, Albert Breer, said uh, yesterday, I believe, on Fox Sports Radio, that there have been internal discussions already about moving on from Bill Belichick. Are you hearing that those discussions have taken place as well? Oh, yeah. And, and listen, I think it's important to point out this has been going on for some time. I mean, the head coach is into his seventies now. If they haven't been thinking about this, that's a grave, grave error on the craft part. And I know they've been discussing it. And uh, again, this, this was occurring before the wheels completely fell off. So I think it is. And I, and I think Albert uh, would, would tell you the same thing. So th- this is not necessarily a, Oh my God, the team is bad now we got to think about what's next with Bill Belichick. No, but Robert Kraft takes this seriously in terms of understanding that um, this team matters as much as it does to his family, but also the fan base. And for him to not have a plan for a coach who's, again, in his early 70s now, uh, that that would just be a, a dereliction of duty on on his behalf. And so, listen, is, is extending Gerard Mayo and preventing him from, um, in some ways, preventing you know, preventing him from going and doing a head coaching interview down in Carolina and making it very clear, making an announcement, a, a public statement, how he feels about Gerard Mayo's potential as a coach and, and as, as a head coach. And so, you know, again, you've got to be thinking about this sort of thing if, if you're Robert Kraft. And um, I know it sounds explosive to say they've already considered it, but I can tell you they've been considering it for – for a while now and it's not just because the team hasn't been performing it's because we all know Phil Belichick's much closer to the end than the beginning Phil I don't know that I want the team to be reckless per se but you know they've been handling Mac with kid gloves because they've still thought they've had a chance to save their season now that they don't really have a chance to see their seats to save their season wouldn't you want to see Mac let it fly and be a little bit more open with how he's playing and allowed to play no I don't think so because Mm. I think if you're listening and and here's why I say that I'm, I'm putting myself in the Bill Belichick shoes now He's going to try to win every game. Yes. He, he, this is this is just how he's wired. He, he Every time his team is on the field, he wants to win. Now, the reason you would tell Mac Jones not to, to cut it loose and let's just see what happens is because you understand he's not that kind of player. And not only is he not that kind of player, but the personnel you have around him 
would never even allow him to be that kind of player. I mean, you think about the offensive situation, you know, from a 10,000-foot perspective here now, Brady. You've got an immobile quarterback behind a bad line with nobody who gets open to throw to. It's just, it's a horrible mix. There, there really is no way to play in this kind of offense, and that's not to excuse Mac Jones' play, which has at times just been atrocious and, and inexcusable in terms of some of the decisions that he has made. But there's also not a lot to work with here, and that goes for Mac Jones. That goes for Bill O'Brien as well. I've heard people criticize Bill O'Brien, and I get it. Listen, you're, you're scoring 11 points a game going into last week the way the Patriots were. The offensive coordinator is going to catch some criticism, but I don't know what you want him to do because it is so dysfunctional on that side of the ball right now. I, I, I look at it and I say, if you are trying to win, if you're Bill Belichick, the way you do that is you're going to try to run the ball, and they tried early last week, and they couldn't stop running into penalties, and they couldn't stop shooting themselves in the foot, and they actually did have some success. If you look at the numbers running the football, they just got down, and eventually they had to throw, and eventually you, you make some bad decisions, and all of a sudden the game is getting away from you. And so, um, and it was still a one-possession game by game then. So it's just not something that they're going to be inclined to do this year. It's a, man, just run around out there and see what happens. Try to try to make something happen because they, they, everybody knows he, he's not that kind of player, and I think the interception last week is is pretty indicative of that. They're dying, Brady. They're dying for him to just stay within this team and see what happens. If you could just get him to stay within this team for the entirety of the game, you know what would the outcome look like? I, I think that's what they're wondering right now. But his issues over the course of the last month or so have been when he tries to do too much. So they, if anything, they want him to go the other direction, and and you know. To, to use your word, handcuff himself <laughs> yeah. even more and see what happens then. Phil, I'll get you out of here on this. Uh, your teammates at NBC Sports Boston were playing this game yesterday. We played a version of it on our show yesterday. I gave Mac Jones a 60% chance of starting week one next year, but a 10% chance of actually finishing the season as the starter. Do you think I'm in the ballpark or are those percentages too high? Oh, I, I think you're in the ballpark there. I, I you know, Finishing the season one might be, honestly, Brady, it might be too low. And, okay. and the reason I say that is because if you don't have an option that you really like going into next year, and, and you're going to be rebuilding. Like, if they can't acknowledge that, then shame on them. Like, you're a rebuilding team right now. And so if you trap the young quarterback really highly, I, what has been happening lately in football is you get those guys on the field, and you get them on the field early. And so if you're able to get one of the top two or maybe three quarterbacks, and I'll just tell you just from talking to some people, there, it's a, there's a clear top two in this class. It's Caleb Williams and it's Drake May, and then there's a whole mess of quarterbacks who may end up going in the first round but are much less of the of, uh, sure thing when compared to the other top two guys. If you can land Drake May somehow, I don't think they're getting the number one overall pick, but if you could somehow get the second quarterback in this year's draft, like get him on the field and, and play him. And so I look at this, though, and I wonder what their odds are of actually getting one of these top two guys. I don't think it's all that good, Brady. I, I think there are two teams that want one of these two players that are that are uh, better equipped to be able to land them with the draft capital they have. And they're both bad teams. It's the Cardinals and the Bears. And they both have someone else's first-round pick this year, and they're both already at the bottom of the league in terms of the standing. So can you outrace those guys to the bottom? for either May or Williams, my guess is no. 
And so that's why I would put it above a 50% chance that Mac Jones is back because you just don't know. You you don't know what else you're going to be able to get at that position. Baker Mayfield's a free agent. Ryan Tannehill's a free agent. You know, if you want to go this route, I don't, you know, Jacoby Brissett is a free agent, Brady. So, mm. like, it, it could go another way um, with a veteran if they wanted to. But I, I look at it and I say, you might have to, you know, see what you can salvage out of Mac Jones this year. See, see how much he can give you. Can he be a little bit better leader? Can he make better decisions? Because you might be pigeonholed into running it back with him next year as your quarterback. And even if you do get a young quarterback that you like, is he ready to go week one? So that's more your scenario that I think you're talking yes. about. So 60% he starts the season, but maybe Michael Penix Jr. is your starter by week 10. You know, that's that's the scenario I could envision as well. But I, I would be right around your numbers, I think. I think you, you hit the nail on the head, buddy. All right, there you go. Phil, much appreciated. Enjoy the game. We'll catch up again next week. All right, man. Thanks. Sounds good, Brady. Talk to you soon.